waking up, little soldier. You got me. Turn my mic up louder, I got to say something. Lightweight, step it aside when we come in. Feel it in your chest, the syllables get pumping. People on the street to panic and start running. Words on loose, leave sheep, complete coming. I jump on my mind, I summon the rhyme, I'm dumping. Healing the blind, I promise to let the sun in. Sick of the dark ways, we march to the drumming. Jump when they tell us that they want to see jumping. Fuck that, I want to see some fist pumping. Risk something, take back what's yours. Say something that you know they might attack you for. Cause I'm sick of being treated. Like I had before, like a stupid standing for what I'm standing for. Like this war is really just a different brand of war. Like it doesn't cater to rich and a fan of war. Like they understand you in the back of the jet when you can't put gas in your tank. These fuckers are laughing away to the bank and cashing a check. Asking you to have compassion and have some respect for a leader so nervous in an obvious way. Stuttering and mumbling for night news to replay. And the rest of the world watching at the end of the day. In the living room laughing like never shut up a soldier. song by lincoln park or it's like a subsidiary of lincoln park it was a side project that they did but they did it during the bush era and and so that when they're talking about when when they can't put gas in their tank and these fuckers are laughing their way to the bank and that was during george bush's uh the junior this the last one that was president so i remember that song and i love that james fantastic yeah, so far, and it's a so fucker. Good. So it and does. It drops the f bomb, and I'm like, I am at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can't even introduce me anymore because as soon as that, I'm just like, I'm over here, like, oh, I'm like, I'm here for it. I got it. I'm with this. So this will be Shannon's song. Even if we change the song, this will be Shannon's song forever yes, and ever. Like this is it. her. Purple you princess, guys- you stop. I did. I, I did my fucking hair tonight. She looks beautiful, we doesn't she, talking. guys? Oh, look at her. It. Thank you. You we look gorgeous. Talking. Hi, Alex. Thank you. I was like, I never do this. And so it's like, surprise, you don't look homeless, bitch. <laughs> surprise, shorties, I'm a chick. <laughs> I am a girl. <laughs> okay, but thank okay. you, truly. Okay, go. Yep, you have important gonna, oh, shit to say. We do. Let's- we have so, to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the live shipwreck, Shannon the show we're glad you're here happy saturday to all of you um it's good to see you we're live on location from a lake in the great state of iowa on like a staycation i was like i was telling you backstage we're like 10 minutes from our house but you'd never know it this place is isolated af and i'm sitting here and i'm looking at this teeny tiny screen because i'm used to my big monitors now but i got a thunderstorm rolling in so we're got all the ambiance tonight let's go big pharma let's do it shannon tonight we're going to talk about big pharma and and this was something i wanted to do with you Really? Actually, I wanted to do this with you when you first came on. Like, I wanted you to share your story, and, and I wanted to talk a lot about this. But we got so wrapped into the lizard people, and then it just I kind know. of went from there. We, we could talk about anything. I know. Like, yeah. when you when you send me that message, yeah. and you're like, you know what? Let's do this. I'm like, yes, let's talk. Yeah. Like, let's talk about raw cookie dough and how that's a conspiracy, how you can't eat raw cookie Yes, the fuck you can. Yes, the fact, fuck you can. This is why none of us got COVID, okay? It's because we all grow up <laughs> eating raw fucking cookie dough. This is what it is. Dang. Sunny D, what's up? So, 
this is not related, but it is. I was just having this conversation with my mom today. <laughs> because every, every year, and it's this time of year, I have doves that nest at my house every year. And every year I have to help the baby doves because they're dumb as shit. Yeah. Okay. Birds, birds are dumb. Yeah. But every every time, even though I am 36, almost 37 years old, every time I go to help one, I'm like, oh, I can't touch it. Because the mama bear or the mama bird won't come back and get it then if you touch that it. That is a lie. That's a fucking lie. I was told that my whole life. <laughs> that is a my lie. Whole life. Same. God. Is like, you can't touch those baby bunnies. Like, then the mother won't come back for them. That's a lie. I have saved so my life is so bizarre. I have such a weird animal thing. I have so many bobcat, like bobcat squirrels, like so many things. And I'm like, no, I can't touch you. But all of, one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I got I have to help you mm-hmm. because I'm weird and I mm-hmm. want to cry if I hit a bird while I'm driving down the gosh darn road. Done it. Cried, sobbed, pulled over, had to cry so hard. But it's, yeah. isn't it the shits? And yet I a hundred percent support hunters who uh-huh. clean it and use all of it, all these things. Mm-hmm. But Anywho, to this day, even with all my own personal stories, when I go up to them, last year was the worst because I found one of them in the pool, and I thought okay. for I thought for sure it was dead. Yeah, well, yeah, because birds they don't swim, especially when they're was it a baby? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a baby. I would consider it like a preteen, like <laughs> if, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Like a preteen. Well, short yeah. Chicho has chickens. She says she can't leave them out in the rain because they'll look up and they'll drown themselves. And they'll drown. God damn shit. them dumb motherfuckers. I remember <laughs> I remember my grandma telling me that about turkeys, and I thought, no way. And doves, like, I love doves. I love them so much, but they suck at building nests and they're kind of shit parents. Yeah, so I have to help them every year. But so just speaking of shit from when you were younger, that's like, yeah, fuck that. You can touch the babies. The parents will still take care of it. We could probably do a whole show on this in the future. Things that we were told as kids that actually weren't true. Like I've got all the stuff. Like I was Uh, told so much stuff as a child that I grew up thinking like, oh my God, like I can't. And then it's not, it's just, it's hokey pokey. I think it kind of worked out for us because we had those parents that like, they just blatantly lied to us so we wouldn't fuck around. Do you know me? Do you know how many times I found like you know how many times like our dogs like they would when when an animal we have would die they would say that it went to the farm like oh well, we took it out to your uncle John's farm oh okay that's it no you didn't no, no you didn't no you didn't you lied no you didn't <laughs> no you didn't you know what you wonder why Gen X got trust issues right like we're all messed up because of this this is why that's why we're all empath as narcissists that's it <laughs> there's no in between <laughs> we're rude. The majority of us are not. All we do is attract freaking narcissists. That's that's what happens, right? Oh. And we gotta and we gotta fix everybody. And and everybody else oh. is more important than us. There was so, oh, that's a whole show. And God, we got shows. Shannon, somebody, we're gonna be able to do some shows. Is somebody take? Is somebody writing this shit down? Because her and I are never gonna fucking remember. No, no, we don't. I no. We'll come we up will. with fifteen other things before we, we remember this. There was something else we were supposed to do too. It's on. I do have a list, but it's the list oh, you sent me. Gangster. <laughs> so, all right. But tonight, tonight yep. I want to talk about. I want to talk about big pharma, and obviously, big pharma is a big hot topic right now because of all the axiom invades that are going on, and now they've got a new yeah. one coming out with. Uh, I almost called it the Corona Pox. That's not it. I mean, cluck, 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 is... bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what? No. We all know what you're talking about. So you oh, oh, what is the thing? The monkey. 
Monkeypox. We all gotta get monkeypox. This monkeypox has been around since, like, the 30s or something. I posted a bunch of stuff to my Telegram. There's a lot of this? I did this. There's a lot of fear-mongering going on with the monkeypox. Look at a monkeypox. It's, it's... I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna say, but it's... They, they want you to get jabs for it. Uh, oh, I'm gonna... Shocking. I'm gonna hard know on that it's, it's against my religion, which is spirituality. So... Yeah. The universe will take care of me. I got it's fine. Oh, yeah. You said in your TikTok that you were going to ask me if I was going to get it. I did. So that's why I'm bringing it up. So, Bandit Shannon, okay. I know how um, on board you are with all of this. So do you plan on getting <laughs> the, the uh, monkeypox vaccination? Um, let me fuck no. Oh, okay. No. Well, there you like, go. You guys, if you, thanks for If coming. you come near. Yeah, that's it. Show's over. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> if we're they here come near it. we near me with that shit no no or my kids oh, oh fuck mm-hmm. oh fuck but that and pass. that totally ties into my personal story shannon oh thank you courtney oh i see thank so you nice so you nice to look- see you in your car <laughs> god it's such a dipshit I know. you're not you're special like us it's fine all right, so we're 10 That's minutes good. in and we're nowhere near the topic. God, we're so good at this. We are. We're Why? the best. We are. We this are is this we are. 2013, the outbreak of monkeypox shows less than 80 were infected. Yeah. Yeah. No, no it's no that shit's everywhere now. Okay? Be yeah. scared. Yeah, super scared, you guys. Lockdowns mm-hmm. are probably coming, maybe. Just like mad cow disease when that happened. You guys remember like when the cows were spreading their disease when oh, Obama was president? Goodness. We all had to wear masks. You guys don't remember that when that pandemic happened? Yeah, me neither. Yeah, funny. No, no. Ain't no I don't. It funny. Okay, Shannon. Yeah. Now you're not getting. So, Shannon, why are you not going to be getting the monkeypox vaccination? Oh God. Okay. Because um, big pharma intentionally keeps people sick because that's how they make money. If they cured people, mm-hmm. in our opinion, ha- in in our opinion we're not doctors we're not actors god forbid i might be speaking from first person personal experience Mm -hmm. but i am not a doctor right and we listen to the doctors ladies and gentlemen we don't listen to the not doctors on tiktok we according to gematria not means yes that okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna get a whole language put down yeah we're working on it okay it's fine excellent so, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> they tried to kill me. <laughs> all right. Okay. So the year was, uh, what, so what, oh, you, what, when did this start for you? Like, I know. Okay. So you, you were diagnosed with cancer. You had a, you had yeah. A, okay, okay. So big, big pharmacist. I would like to preface this with, if I get emotional, normally I laugh. Uh-huh. But I gotta be honest with you. This is what this this story, which I'm happy to tell it, right? Mm-hmm. But it is certainly one of the darkest parts of my past. So y'all, if I get emotional, but we cried on these lives before. So like this is <sighs> this you you look look. It's certainly you kinda, possible. You kind of get what you get. Like we've been through all this before, right? There's no because, shame. Yeah, because you're gonna get me 150 percent whatever roller coaster ride we may be on. That's what she get. That's what makes so, us special. I concur. Shame, I love your much. Oh, thank you. Okay, so let's see. It's 2022. This was about seven. So it was 
February of 2015. Okay. Oh, so we're not talking. I was thinking like 2005. So you're, this isn't super long ago. Seven years. Okay. Um, I <laughs> big ugly cry. I hit seven years uh, from the day of of like hearing the words mm-hmm. in February of 2022. Uh, I, February 6th to be specific. Okay. So my youngest daughter was three months old and I was on a job site. I used to do construction in real estate. Now I was on a job site and all of a sudden I was, I don't know how graphic, I'll try to be careful. Um, all of a sudden I was, I mean, just bleeding profusely out my womanhood, if you okay. will. Yes. Got it. I don't know how else to say it. Right. Um, and here's what's crazy. It's as if, it's as if I peed my pants, but it was not urine. It was it was horrific. I don't I don't know how. And I was in someone else's house. I was running electrical lines, so I run to the bathroom. And the man that I was working with is like I because I we were hollering. We were running line through the wall, so we could mm-hmm. talk like through the wall. And I was like, oh my god. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I run to the bathroom and it's pure chaos. Here's what's crazy as a woman. First of all, my my younger starter is three months old. Women, blood, that territory, it's not that crazy to us. Even <laughs> though this was absurd. Okay. Anyways, so fast forward. The person I was working with, um, I got myself cleaned up a little bit. He comes into the bathroom and he goes, oh, sh- oh my God. And I didn't even realize like how much blood had gotten in certain places. Right. He's like, what the fuck? And I was like it's not it i literally was going no it's okay <laughs> like, it's, it's fine it's fine, fine. yeah nobody's nobody's dying uh, okay so fast forward i go to the er my main doctor schedules me for a dnc because i i really wasn't that far out from having a child mm-hmm. so he schedules me for a dnc and i would let's see i was seven years ago jesus i was 27 going on 28 so i was still a kid Right. Really? I was still very young. Right. And um, so I go and it's bizarre, but a lot of spiritual people, which is why I'm going to tell this part of the story. Um, we have such a crazy intuition and like you way back, I always questioned shit. I questioned authority. I never like <laughs> I never just took someone's word for something. I was always right. like, yeah, let me look into it. Right. So anyways. So I'm laying there in the hospital bed by myself that night. They were going to do it the next morning, but they wanted me to stay because I had lost so much blood. And I'm looking on my phone and I kept coming across cervical cancer. I kept, and I was like, okay, don't be crazy. (laughs) You know, like don't, we don't believe everything we read on the internet. So the next morning comes and I was scheduled at 10 o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden a nurse comes in and she goes, you know what? He decided to put you first. And like just all my gut and all my all my intuition was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. So I go back for surgery, obviously go night night. And I wake up in the room and uh people started like my mother showed up because I wasn't supposed to be till later. They moved me up and so I had told as many people as I could. Basically, I was like, tell my mom, tell my mom. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and so I'm sitting in the room, like hopped up on meds calling my dad at the time to tell him that I'm fine. And I remember giggling like, cause I was like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Just, you know, being fine. Right. And I, and I look up and there's my doctor. He walks into the room and his face, which I had known him for years, small town shit, but 
anyways, his face was just so bizarre. And I was like, hey, what's up? Because that's what I do. And he's like, he sat there for a second. And he goes, you have cancer. Right at that moment, my mama was walking into the, like, getting in behind the curtain. Right. It was the most surreal moment of my life. I don't, you, it was, like, so hard to believe. And so I completely broke in that moment. Fast forward. Hello, Penny. And fast forward. And so they get me into the room. Everybody comes to see me. All these things. And my doctor comes into my room. And he's like, what do you need? Here, I'll cheer you all up. It's okay. We won't stay sad. So my doctor comes into my room. He's like, what do you need? And I looked at him. I said, a fucking cigarette. Mm-hmm. Like, you like you just told me I had cancer. I need a right. cigarette. But, well, I need to go make it worse. Like, let me, well, you do. Like, like I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I was like, I need a fucking cigarette. So I go smoke a cigarette. Anyway, so we set everything up. I ended up having four oncologists. I'm going to fast forward a lot through this and not go through all the boring shit. So I end up, at first I go to Kansas City and Topeka. I go through wicked rounds of chemotherapy because they tell me immediately. My first reaction was like, cut it out. Like, give me surgery. Right. Like, get it the fuck out of my body. Right. And so... Then I, so I go to Topeka and I go to Kansas City. I'm doing chemotherapy. I'm doing radiation, like hardcore. I'm doing five hours of chemo at a time. They're doing radiation um, at f- five days a week for six weeks. And then I, and then I end up um, having to do internal radiation, which is a big rod that they literally insert inside of you. And it is so strong with radiation that an adult can only see you one time a day for 30 minutes. You have to be behind this big steel like wall. It's the most bizarre. The most. And they just. And how do, how do you. How can somebody come see you like for an hour a day? How do you survive something like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. I was extremely drugged. Because. Well, I know. I know. But like I can't. That's where I run into big problems. But like how is that not killing you but they're afraid that it's going to kill everybody else we'll see and it was that's the thing that's the thing and at the time because like these everybody has to be behind this massive steel wall and i'm i'm the person that is emitting all this radiation and i was so hopped up at the time i was so scared i jumped right into it i jumped right into all the chemo i jumped right into all the radiation so a year goes by and i have been to hello Excuse me, I am on a podcast. <laughs> I cannot talk right now. So I go through all this chemo. I go through all. I'm a year into this shit. I am the youngest person in the chemo room, which is one of the most depressing places in the world. Like once you become a veteran, if you will, mm-hmm. of like going into that op- because anybody on that floor is either like dying of cancer or, or their loved one has cancer. So it's a very depressing fucking scenario, right? So, anyways, I'm, like, a year into this shit, and it is fucking destroying me. It is it is absolutely killing me. And so, I go back for an appointment. My mother is the one who stood by my side. My personal story, I was married at the time, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, but I, I'm fighting like crazy. I was bald at this point. I, I looked absolutely horrific. Um I was very sick. 
Yeah. So I go to an appointment. I had been to MD Anderson in Texas. I had been to Kansas City. I had been to Topeka. Like I had what's called for any most people ask, but it was called small cell neuroendocrine carcinoma. And it was of the cervix. And there's allegedly 1% of women in the world who have it, which cancer is cancer at the end right. of the day. I know that right. now, but at the time, that's what they told me. Right. So I go into this appointment, like hopeful, if you will. And I go into this appointment and my oncologist is there. And then my secondary oncologist, I had two at Topeka. And I sat down and my mom sat like catty corner from me. And they, they, they shut the door and they're all silent and shit. And the one woman was like, you need to write your children letters. Oh, no. Here's here's what's bizarre. Is looking back, I saw my mom break. And I cannot imagine, because my two girls are my entire world. Mm-hmm. And so my mom is the person sitting in this room with me. And I, I can see her break. And I, I'm just sitting there like, I don't know, even lost. Right. Lost. Then what do you it, say? I mean, like, what? <laughs> What do you say? What do you do? The, the oncologist, the female oncologist was actually crying, which was very bizarre. I think it's because I was, I was the youngest person in there. Most of those people, they were literally like 60 and older. Mm-hmm. Not that it doesn't matter, but they got to watch their kids grow up. So I think it was, it had a different effect, uh, me yeah. being in there. Anyways, so um, they're like, so they look at me and they're like, after a few words or whatever, they're like, you have six months to year and a half left to live. And like, remember back my, it's been a year now. So my youngest child is only a year and three months old. Right. And so we leave that appointment just numb. Like they, they said, we can't like, we can't help you anymore. And I, I, there were so many things you're like, well, where do I go next? What am I supposed to do? Right. And and they will look at you and they will look at you and say, you don't have any other options. You're done. Which is bullshit on its own, which is where we're headed now. So I'm driving home. Well, I wasn't driving. My mother was. And I'm having to call everybody and, t- you know, tell them fucking horrible news. Right. Which is another thing that a lot of people don't talk about. They don't like the person that's sick that makes all these phone calls, there are people that end up absolutely fucking hating the person that was sick because they can't dissociate the pain from that person. Right. They like, there are people in my life that I loved my entire life that were in my entire life that have nothing to do with me now, because when they look at me, all they think about is that the pain that I caused them Right. So even right. at aftermath, the emotional shit is, is, is a crazy ride. So I'm driving home that night and I make a phone call and it was my dad who answered. And I tell him because it took me a little while before I even made the phone call. And he goes, and his, I said, they told me I have six months a year and half left to live. And he immediately goes, Oh, bullshit. <sighs> and for the first, at first I was mad because yeah. I thought, how dare you be so insensitive? Right. To this day, I don't think I've ever been more grateful for that response because it taught me 
everything I like. It was the start. It, it, right. it was it was the start to the race of like, wait a second, these people are not God. These people are uh, not that they don't care. Some plenty of them don't. Plenty of them see. When I went to MD Anderson in Houston, Texas, which is the cancer center of the world, I had never felt less human in my life. It was an absolutely horrific experience. I was a test subject because it was so rare and like all this shit. But anyways, so fast forward, I I was blessed to have a neighbor who his name was George. And his wife, very unfortunately, had passed away from cancer. And then nine years later, he found out he had cancer. And so he, small town, he heard through the grapevine. I am, I am healthy now, Audrey. Thank you. Audie, Audie, Audie. sorry. Audie, I threw an R in there just for fun, I guess. I'm, I'm got, this was, this was, well, six years ago into my story. Mm-hmm. I'll get to the fucking point eventually. Yeah. So this crazy ass neighbor, which he had this reputation of being crazy prior to having a conversation with me. So he comes up to my house one day, which was like a a solid quarter mile away. Like I lived in the country at the time. Thank you. And so, yeah, Harold, I'm busy. I'm on a podcast. (laughs) That's who tried to call. It was Harold. Harold, I'm on a podcast. So he comes up to me with this book that talks about high dose IV vitamin C and talks about corruption in big pharma and so I just, out of, like, out of kindness, I'm like, okay, thank you, you know, very much. Right. And I take it. And I tucked it away in a drawer, and I didn't look at it for a little while. So I would say about a week goes by. And, like, my spiritual journey at this point in time was really hectic. I was really angry. I was really, really, really fucking mad at the big guns. Right. And... and because I had two beautiful little girls and I needed to be here for them. And so I was super mad. So one night I go out for a drive in the country. I'm singing my music. And, you know, that's what I would do. I would just kind of disappear. And this is the part, this is the part of the story that like, honestly, I don't normally tell, but I'm going to tell it tonight. Yes. Yay. <laughs> We're special. I know, because I think people would have been like, bitch, you need to be in a white jacket. But right. so all of a sudden, and I don't I don't remember what song was playing on the radio. I was, I put my, I was a dead ass. I mean, we're talking the middle of nowhere in Kansas, which has got to be similar to the middle of nowhere in Iowa. So Probably. there's nothing. The only thing you can see is to the line of the headlights in my car. And I get out of my fucking car and I am screaming at God. Mm-hmm. I am telling him how fucked up it is that I'm sick and how much I hate him. And as a side note for anybody in the comments, like God can handle your anger. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't he already, take things personally. No, he already know. And I, cause I, I, and I was, I was just telling him everything I felt. It was like the, the worst fight of my life, but nobody yelling back at me. So I get all this out and all of a sudden I'm in my headlights in front of my car on a gravel road and I am screaming this stuff and I dropped to my knees all like just all of a sudden I dropped to my knees I'm bawling my eyes out and all I could hear in my head uh, anybody that's been spoken to by our maker it's a bizarre thing because you hear it but you don't hear it right and he's he says 
He says, it's okay, take my hand. I've already given you the answer. From that day forward, and I was a little over a year into my battle, I knew without a shadow of a doubt from that day forward that I was going to survive. I, so I stood up after a little while, I got back in my car, I went straight to my house and I pulled out that book that had been given to me. And I stuttered, I studied hours for every single night about natural cures for cancer. And that was six years ago and here I am. And it was stage four. I was supposed to lose. So I want to go back to the book. What? So can you give us kind of a? So yeah, I can see you sitting reading your book. What? What did you? So what did you do? You're in your. Listen again, and, and for everybody in the comments, for everybody who's watching after the oh, fact, we are not doctors. We do not take medical advice mm -hmm. from us. I want to make that very clear. We have to. Make I that am very just clear. giving you my personal. This is her journey. story. Correct. This is my story. So what did you start to do after that? Besides, obviously you had a mind shift, which is, I think, Massive. a really, a really big Massive. first step is it to was. have that mind shift of I'm, I'm going to die to, you know what, I'm, I'm going to live. But yeah. what, so what did you do? So what did you work on? What did you figure out within the book? Purple Princess, we love your face. Thank Aww, you. Oh, thank you, Purple Princess. So the first thing, so this book was very specifically about high dose IV vitamin C and this is where my story gets even more crazy. And this is where sometimes I lose people because they're like, no nah, fucking way. No mm -hmm. fucking way. When re no, really. Really? No, really. Like this is, you think it's crazy. Like I lived it. It, it was the most bizarre. So I, it was all about high dose IV vitamin C was the specific thing in this book. And in Kansas is the high-dose IV vitamin C capital of the world. It is in, in Kansas? In Kansas. <laughs> I This is, no, but look, Reardon Clinic, which is R, I know, R-I-O-R-D-A-N. It is in Wichita, Kansas. Okay. It is the high-dose vitamin C capital of the world. So that's what this, that's where this book had come from. And, and that's what this book was all about, was talking about high dose IV vitamin C. So I start reading this book and I start researching online and I start looking for people's stories. Now, granted, this was six years ago. So it was a lot harder even then to look for natural cures, natural remedies. Right. Than it is even now. Right. It was very taboo even then. Oh. Like very. Uh, mm -hmm. So the first thing I did, this was probably the hardest part, was <gasps> Pam. Pam Hi, Pam. We love your face, Pam. We do love your face, Pam. It's so good to see you. So the first thing I needed to do, because I had decided that night, in that moment, moving forward, I was never doing chemo again. I was never doing radiation again. So the next real thing I had to face was Sonny. Thank you, Sonny. We love your face. The next real thing I had to do was tell everybody around me that loved me and that had supported me through this journey that I was done with chemo and I was done with radiation. The bizarre thing is they felt like I was quitting. What I was actually doing was fighting harder than I had ever fought the entire time prior to that. Because I, I, it, we are, we, anybody 
that you target, like have cancer, you immediately associate chemo and radiation because that's what they want us to believe. That's what they want us to know. If you look up, I guess there's so much, I know far too much about this or maybe enough, but chemo literally (laughs) was found because somebody spilt a tank of mustard gas in a morgue and they saw tumors shrink. And the chemo formula has not changed since then. Of course. The side effects of chemo are cancer. The side effects of radiation are cancer. Mm-hmm. Like the worst. So anyway, so I have to tell my family and my friends, which was a small group. I've always been a small group type of girl. But my mother was, she really had a hard time with it. Understandably. Right. But. But so moving forward, so I get my mom says do one more round of chemo, which a round of chemo for me was um, at least three days of five hours continuous chemo. So I was like, I promised my mother I would do one more round of chemo and that I was starting high dose IV vitamin C. So I started high dose IV vitamin C while doing chemo. So I was doing them both. So I was going to Wichita and then I was going to Topeka and I was doing both. And one of the things that I noticed first off was my fingernails were growing while I was doing chemotherapy, which was is the most bizarre because a lot of people, you lose your hair, but your fingernails are like, it's the same idea. Right. It's, it's those fast replicating cells, all that stuff. So any fast replicating cells is what, you know, chemo kills. And so I was, I remember sitting there and I was getting my chemo and I was like, oh my God, I need to clip my fingernails. And it was the first time in I don't know how long that that had crossed my line, like my mind, because Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that I had to do because they weren't growing. It was killing them. Right. So I met with like at that clinic, I had to do like a blood thing, like they took a massive lab and I did high dose IV vitamin C. And when I talk about that, I mean, 50,000 like CC of high dose, like a truckload of vitamin C that they're putting into your body. So when I noticed that my fingernails had grown, I decided moving forward. I was like, I was at that point, I was willing to try just about anything that I read that was natural. Mm-hmm. And so then I I had read a ton about CBD and THC. Well, I live in Kansas and it wasn't legal. Right. And um, honestly, at that point in my life, I had literally never tried any of it. So it was another like bridge that I had to cross because they always taught us that THC is bad. Marijuana is bad. It's you the know. gateway drug. It's the yeah. gateway drug to other right. drugs. Right. If it, this is what is yeah. but yeah well so they always told us how terrible it was and so looking back now and even learning at the time i'm like okay if they're saying it's so terrible wait a second let me look because if me personally my personal opinion so we're clear if there was such thing as a cure-all if there was such thing it's 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 marijuana i think that that yeah. was got i think that that plant was god's gift to a lot of us so that was the other thing that I headed towards. Like I started studying and doing all this stuff. And uh, so it's 50, 50 CBD and THC oil because it's actually the cannab allegedly. Allegedly. It's the cannab, it's the cannab, it's the cannabinoids for health, but they need the THC to do their job. So like 
it, in essence, the THC is the match to the kerosene, which is CBD that goes because a lot of people are like, uh, well, oh, Bob, Bob Marley smoked weed all the time, but he died. No, it's the died of cancer. He's like, but it's, it's the oil. It's, mm-hmm. it's the oil. You can't, it's not smoking it. Smoking it serves a completely different purpose. It does serve a purpose, but it's not, it's not for cancer. So then I just started reading about a lot of things. One of the one of the next big I feel like I'm talking so much. No, this was the whole idea tonight. I wanted to hear all I wanted to hear all of this. I do I do have a question. What so you did all this research? What was about what did the vitamin C do? That was that would what it killed the cancer cells or what did it do for Okay, that? perfect. Yeah, See, thank you. Yeah, so what I do. Yeah. So high-dose IV vitamin C, not only is it a massive immune system boost, um, because I actually, my belief is that cancer is a side effect of an autoimmune disease. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I believe I believe that cancer, I believe that cancer is literally no big deal. It's certainly a side effect. And if you do not figure out what's causing the side effect, it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Which is usually, I just think it's a side effect of a failing immune system. So first of all, it helps boost your immune system and chemo kills it. So it's certainly the better option, in my opinion. And then secondly, the chemical makeup of vitamin C is almost identical to sugar. And cancer thrives off of sugar. For example, if you go in for a PET scan... It is radioactive sugar. And anybody that's had cancer, they know what a PET scan is. They literally put radioactive sugar in your bloodstream. And when they do that, you actually have to be away from buddy, everybody in solidarity in this fucking room with another big steel door for at least an hour. Then you go do this scan. And that's how they tell you you have cancer, if you will, because cancer loves sugar. Mm -hmm. So the chemical makeup of vitamin C and sugar are almost identical. So the cancer takes in this vitamin C thinking that it's sugar and it actually suffocates the cancer. Kind of like one of those ant traps. Yeah. It's like a Trojan horse, if you will. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. And so people that do high dose, myself included, I still technically have a tumor. The idea behind this high dose IV vitamin C is that like it, it traps the tumor and it suffocates it and it kills it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, so yes, is it still in there, but it's, it's, it's dead. It's, it's gone. So that is the two things behind high dose IV vitamin C. That's interesting. I never heard of high dose. I've heard of other things. I've heard that like inflammation is one big thing. Like cancer thrives. Uh, it has to have like almost like a, an, an, an inflammation house like you have to be if you can't get your inflammation under control you know your cancer will thrive and and so food is was always kind of a big thing and it's weird because you talked about autoimmune diseases and it being Mm -hmm. almost like a like you said like a side effect from an autoimmune disease it'd be interesting to see how many people who uh, got cancer also had an autoimmune disease i think that would be that'd be an interesting thing to look i don't know i've never looked it up but i might now did you ever so and obviously you're still here. Thank Yay! God. Thank God, because Some I don't... people are happy, but here the fuck I am. Here we are. Did you ever, so did you ever go back to your, or did you have to go back to your doctors and have these, they, did they ask? Like, do they, did they take credit? Did they give credit to the chemo people? Like, what did that, what was the reaction to a lot of that? 
it was actually extremely bizarre because at the time I, I did other things too. Um, but not to just like talk and talk, but I went back for one final appointment and I knew in my heart, it had been six months since I had been there because I was done. Mm -hmm. I was done with them, but I needed to go back one last time. And I remember at one point when I was sitting there doing chemo, my main oncologist, which he was amazing. He was very kind. Mm -hmm. This was part of of the big thing that we talked about early on in COVID. That's what they were recommending. Boost your immune system. No matter what it is, if you, God gave it to you for a reason. Okay. And the food and the toxins, like we damage it. So as long as you take care of it, you're going to be just fine. So I went back and um, I had lost a lot of weight. Uh, I still had pregnancy fat in the time that I got sick. And my my second one, man, she really rocked my yeah. body's world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I get it. That second kid always does too. Like every oh. time, it, it doesn't matter. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. So I go back. I had lost a lot of weight. I was healthier. I was eating what I called the common sense diet, which was really just like cooking at home, staying away from sugar, except for from some fruit. That's where I got my sugar because we do need it. But I got my sugar from fruit versus artificial. So I go back and they're all thinking I'm going to die. And they could not three months. I swear to God, ship three months of me really pushing all my natural stuff. My tumor stopped growing. And they couldn't believe it because it was such an aggressive tumor and they hadn't seen me for six months. I had been doing all these things together at this point. It took me three months before I really settled in on what I decided was for me because there are so many options out there. Like there's so many and they, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. And I had sat there with my oncologist one day and I said, if vitamin C helps me, will you write about it? And he laughed at me that day. But when I went back for that scan and it had stopped, he was no longer laughing. He started taking notes about everything that I was doing. Do you think he's going to do anything with those notes? I think, I think I believe in my heart of hearts that he has told people. You think so? I, uh, yeah, because I said, you got to promise me one thing. Because I've taken the heat of saying this out loud to you that you'll tell people. And he laughed and he said, okay. And he was taking notes that day and I was telling him everything that I was telling him everything that I was doing. I think that, so we, we carry a lot of frustration with doctors. I, I specifically do mm. since really, really since 2019, 2020, but I've always been very untrusting when it came to the medical professional. And that's just because I've had, you know, kind of like you had some really, like you, you talked about that, that situation, um, wherever it was in Kansas where that you just felt like a number, like I've had so many. Oh, that was, that was Houston, Texas, MDM. Or in Texas. Was, yeah. I felt like a scientific experience. I was not a yeah. person. Nobody in that building was, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. And I think that's that we, I'd been treated like that an awful lot when it came to a lot of things um, and mm-hmm. dismissed with mental health and dismissed with, and it, it actually turned out yeah. to be something that I just stopped mm-hmm. going. Like I, I don't have a lot of trust when it comes to, the medical professionals. And then that trust waned severely starting in 2019, 2020 with the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Um, Waned severely because of the way that everybody was acting and and reacting. And, um, and every time that we tried to ask questions or every time I I would try, Mm -hmm. like I would get the same thing, you know, that's crazy. Stop being a conspiracy theorist. And as we went through this, um, like we, cause I know, and, and I'm going to follow up with you. So 
we stopped. I have, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And, and one mm -hmm. of the big things that changed uh, in the last year and a half, about a year and a half ago now, uh, is mm -hmm. I stopped taking my med. I was on a med, uh, which was a cousin of chemo, uh, but you took it for your I whole stop. life. No, Stone Bryson, we love your face. Thank you. Anything um, that's a, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Anything that comes in a black bag and can't yeah. see sunlight. I have so many, it's so hard for me sometimes when I hear that word. Mm -hmm. I just, but go ahead. So you stopped. Thank I stopped. God. Well, I did, but I didn't, like, it, it's a scary decision. I had been on meds for the last, oh. I don't know, 10 years. Like, because yeah. they, they keep, they're like, if you don't take these meds, then you're going to be disabled. And that's probably my yeah. biggest fear. I don't, I'm not even, I'm not afraid to die. Like, I'm just, I'm not. And I don't, and you know, I don't, my kids, and we're not, I'm not. But yeah, no. to be disabled and to be a burden on somebody else for the rest of my life is probably my biggest fear. And so that was a mm -hmm. constant conversation that, and it yeah. seemed like whenever we would have that conversation, it was like my symptoms would get worse or, and this is why I said mm -hmm. like a mindset is everything. Oh, stress will kill you. Absolutely. And what is more stressful than thinking about your diagnosis and then living Absolutely. in your future of what you're diagnosed, you know, and then yeah. on and on and on. And it yes. just keeps you in this constant state. So eventually I got to a point where I just, I, I did, I went, I talked to her about it first. I didn't just mm -hmm. quit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So nobody just go quit your stuff. We're not doctors. For no, don't, time. but don't truly do it. don't. It's very bad for you. Yes. You can't um, shock your body like that. I went and I, I had a conversation with her. I said, and this was the third conversation I'd had with her in the last five years, even before this was like, I don't like this. I don't like the way it makes me mm -hmm. feel. It's messing me up. Yeah. You know, I want to take my chances. I want to go holistic. I know for a fact I can manage my symptoms if I can manage what I eat and just yeah. how much I, you know, how much I take in what starches and carbs and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I've done it for a long time. And she always would come back with that, that, fear like mm -hmm. that the fear porn that scare that like well yeah. i know lots of people that thought they could do it too and then now they're disabled and they really regret it and then mm -hmm. she would call and so then i'd go oh, back okay. on it and yeah and we're just not so it was a year and a half ago we quit i quit oh, i just and she was mad mm -hmm. she called a lot and and was she's like well you know what happened last time you went off your meds you had a relapse i'm mm -hmm. like i don't know if i was having a relapse though or if i was having a panic attack because yeah yes you didn't girl. you didn't do an mri so we have no idea what was actually we don't going know on what it really was you just sure. assumed you put me on a bunch of steroids mm -hmm. and then i felt better because you told me i would feel better yeah right so it's now, yeah, now we just, I don't, I, I do, we, I, I'm careful girl. with my carbies. I'm careful with, you know, a lot of the things that I eat. I work out, I, I move constantly. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to, and then the stress, the meditation was huge to uh, keep that stress level low. That's um, huge. During meditation was part of my cancer stuff too. Absolutely. Because I, looking back, um, 150% believe that it came from stress and mm -hmm. my body was distracted because I was growing a baby girl mm -hmm. and my body was distracted and I was going through a lot emotionally during that time without you know telling that it, it, it was heavy it, it wasn't a yeah it wasn't like something you'd see on fucking what are the Hallmark TV while I was Hallmark. pregnant with my second one like right it, it wasn't beautiful but so there were a lot of things that happened and I think you just have to reach a place and it is a really hard place to fucking reach mm -hmm. that I can hear what they're saying and, and that's okay because that is the extent of their knowledge mm -hmm. and they have decided 
that that is the extent of all knowledge and that's what they believe so it's okay to walk away from that it is however i find myself i get very angry especially you know when this whole thing started i immediately when this whole shit show started with the 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 the, the vidco i was like oh bullshit oh bullshit like that was that was unfortunately no matter how immature that was my initial reaction Right. Just because of my own personal experience of like, yeah, okay, I'm scared. Right. <laughs> That's what you wanted me to be so that you could charge $55,000 for a 24-hour treatment. And That's how. That <laughs> my treatment was twice a year, and the total cost for the year was $120,000. Unfucking believable. Now, we have insurance, but we still had to pay $1,200 a treatment, so it was $2,400 they- a month. That's so bizarre. I, I hit 1.2 million on my, like, that's how much I cost my insurance. They changed the entire policy for people in my age group so that they could get me the fuck off of their policy legally. Right. <laughs> I'm was, sure. No, that it's, happened. Well, and it's, and that, that's a big part of it too. When I had wanted to go off my med for a long time, I had wanted to do this. I didn't like the, the meds. The, the, the side effects that I was having from the meds, in my opinion, in, in the way that I felt, far outweighed the chances that I could have a detrimental flare that would leave me mm-hmm. permanently disabled. Yep. I have had multiple sclerosis for 15 years. I, Damn, have, girl. I have flares, but mm-hmm. they're just flares of old symptoms. But what I found out, too, a lot of times is, is so a part of that. So I went off the meds, but I'd made that decision. But a part of it too, and in this way, some mental was a big deal because mm-hmm. I, I lived in my diagnosis almost for a while, like for a long time. Like I have oh. MS. This is why I'm tired right now. This is yeah. why I need to go take a nap. This is why. Mm-hmm. And we stopped that. I stopped living in my diagnosis. And instead I just started acting and talking like I didn't have it. Yeah. And boy, you do that long enough. And, and all of a sudden... You don't really feel it's like cr- you have it anymore. And it's crazy because it is crazy. I, I, I there were times like when things would happen, mm-hmm. like if my, if my legs feel tired, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm having, you know, I used to be like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm having a flare. But now it's yeah. like, well, no, you just, you know, we hiked three miles today. Yeah. Like you just stretch. They're or just tired. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're just tired. I, I admittedly, no. like I would say like even, I think the crazy thing, too, that happens is, like, people automatically assume that because you were sick and almost died and you survived, or even MS is nasty. I have seen people, excuse me, lose their lose their life over that. And it was someone that I truly adored. But um, they think that you have this, and this is something, this is another part that nobody talks about. They think that you have this wicked appreciation for life. Mm-hmm. And that you're somehow like, I personally have been very unhealthy prior to about seriously, like three months ago, I went through like a two year stunt of being very unhealthy. No, even though I, I absolutely knew better. I learned the hard way and everybody would look at me and be like, you you should know better. You know how to do that. Like you should know better. Do, like there were people like I wasn't um, doing certain things and they're like, didn't you learn something from that? Like that. So they started coming at me for not being, for not being as appreciative as a cancer survivor is supposed to be. 
What do you I got- th- the other thing I learned is that Big Farm is a fucking joke, and I can heal this with, like, chasperers from my joke. tree out back. Big Pharma, that's... Big Pharma is the biggest silent killer in existence. A hundred percent. They're they, big pharma is killing children, men, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles all the time. What I like, uh, and it, what's so fucking sick, especially at this point, this is the kind of shit that gets me really riled up is if it is a child under 16 and if a parent chooses to not do chemo and radiation, they will fucking take their kid. Mm-hmm. They will. It's called medical kidnapping. And it is one of the most repulsive things I've ever seen. I, I've said for years, and I've, if I don't give a fuck, I'll say it right now. If anything happens to my kids, which I pray to God every day that I took the hardships so that my children could, you know, right. live their life and not experience the things that I have. But, like, right. I will take them and fucking run. That's why there's so many holistic clinics. Like, if you go back on history in Canada and Mexico, because they were burnt to the fucking ground in the United States of America. Because there were three men that basically owned everything. And as soon as they saw dollar signs on medicine, it was all over for the holistic clinics. Even though, like, you can talk about, like, uh, Rick Simpson oil with a Phoenix Tears. Um, He concocted this. It had THC, CBD in it. And he ended up getting arrested for, uh, you know, saying that he could cure people with it. There was a line for blocks and blocks and blocks to get him out of jail because they because it had legitimately cured these people and saved their lives. But he ended up in jail because he was helping people and only charging the minimal costs for it. And they were surviving. And then Easy Act Tea was another big one for me. What is Easy Act Tea? Easy Act Tea. This is one of my absolute favorite stories. I just. So I had on top of the uh, capital world's capital of vitamin C being in Kansas, high dose IV vitamin C being in Kansas, I had started speaking out that I was that I was fighting it naturally. And I got a call one day that um, and it was one of it was my ex-husband who called me. He's like, I had a customer in today that chews tree bark. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, and he goes, and you came up in conversation. And I was like, oh, okay. Because he was worried too. I'm the mother of his child. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and you came up in conversation because he is a native, um, he is the great grandson of a Native American medicine man. And so I was all ears for this because I had actually pre- previously read about Easy Act Tea. But I didn't know the connection yet at this point in time. He's like, he gave me his business card. He he sells a bunch of tinctures. And I was all about that. All about that. Mm-hmm. But Easy Act Tea, I'll tell that first. So Easy Act Tea, there was a nurse and her name was Cassie. Some people say Casey, but whatever. So, and she was taking care of an elderly woman who had had cancer in her previous, like, so she got to know her, right? She was taking care of patients. She gets to know her. And so this elderly woman is like, I had cancer at one point and I went and visited a native American tribe and they gave me this. And that was 40 years ago. And here I am, you know, dying of old age instead of dying from cancer. So some time goes by nurse Cassie finds out that her mother has, this is a true story, by the way, this isn't just like a fairy tale. So her mother, maybe I can't, I'm not getting all details hundred percent, but like, it's a true story. Right. So she, she finds out that her mother has cancer. And so she goes to this older woman and is like, what did you do? So 
she connects uh, Nurse Cassie with the Native American medicine man that had helped her and gets her to tincture and her mother is is cured of cancer. I can say that because it's Native American. I can mm-hmm. say that. I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> Nurse Cassie starts her own clinic in now in Canada because it was certainly safer to be holistic in Canada, still is mm-hmm. to this day, mm-hmm. starts her own clinic in Canada and um, helps mo- like thousands of people with this tincture. So Eziac is Cassie spelled backwards. Oh. That, yeah. That's cute. That's clever. It's dope. If I ever made life-saving tea, oh, I wonder what shipwreck spelled cash rich i don't know what it is backwards so because you can find so i was able it was crazy because i met with this great grandson of a native american medicine man and i bought this tincture here so and i've read this cassie story and easy act is cassie spelled backwards i've read this and i remember thinking to myself how do you find that like i'm in the middle of nowhere like how am i supposed to find that he sells me this bottle of this tincture and says it's twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. You put three drops under your tongue twice a day. This bottle will last you a year, but it won't take you that long. Okay. So and I, that- I googled, I looked up the ingredients, and the first thing that popped up was Easy Acti. It was the most natural form, the original form of Easy Acti. I actually got the same tincture. The nurse Cassie had given her mother. Does this, this so what can we say what's all in it or no? Uh yeah, absolutely. I've okay. posted it. I okay. I do have pinned videos on my TikTok of like the stuff that I did. Um I, you'd think there's only there's actually only like four things in it. There's turkey rhubarb and oh my god. Is it oh I'd have to go get it. That's all right. To, it's so bizarre. I have two bottles left. He's gone now, which is really sad. Um, but it's devil's root extract maybe is in it. No. Mm-mm. No, it's not. That's something else. Anyways, there's only four things in it. But. Um, that, and then it just. And that that was part of what you did to yeah. keep. Mm-hmm. Then you still. Now, do you do anything regularly to keep your cancer like. I don't even know what you call it, gone or in remission or. Well, for sure. I think that, yeah, I help. A part of the couple years that I didn't do anything made me really mad mm-hmm. at myself because I put myself at risk again, but none, nobody's perfect. Don't judge me. Right. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but um, I, I, I had in play, the, the main thing that I did was I kept doing the uh, CBD and THC oil mm-hmm. and uh, so like. Uh, with a, a a decaf tea, a decaf pomegranate green tea every night is what I would drink every night. And that's what I did for years. I haven't seen an oncologist or a doctor had a scan. I think it's been about three years now. Okay. And you haven't have... had, you don't feel any, you feel fine. You look great, but. Oh, thank you. Aww. Oh, so, thank you. I, I have some concerns, but at the end of the day, and I went through a little bit with it in my own mind, because like. Uh, cancer doesn't scare me anymore. It's a side effect. Right. And um, so, but you, st- it's still, 
it was still a mental battle for me for a little while. And um, in the past few months, I've started some of my stuff up again because I'm concerned about a few things. And at first I thought about going to a doctor and then I just, in my mind, I'm like, but why? Right. But why? Right. I think that there is a world where the two could come together. I don't think we're there. Somebody else said that too. They're like, we, I think we need a balance of both. Okay. And yes, maybe, but I don't, I think right now the trust in the medical system is so shredded Oh, yeah. that I, 100%. people are more willing to go to that, that psychic medium reader down at the, the Cenex at this point. Well, oh. and, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not being snarky or mean. I'm being honest. I think a lot of people with the COVID-19 really screwed up a lot of people's uh, yeah. relationships with their doctors 100%. and a lot of their relationships with their medical professionals. I've had people that have come to me uh, and had gone to their doctors for years, loved their doctor. And then when they told their doctor that they weren't comfortable getting the vaccine, their doctor was, you know, uh, pushy mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of I hope they all rot. I hope got they all get- with them. And I'm, I'm like, you need to find a new doctor or you need 100%. to, like, I'm finding a new neurologist. I, and my last appointment with her, mm-hmm. my scan was clean. It, I've had no new lesions. Yay. My lesions haven't grown. They've actually healed since the last one I had had two years ago when I had stopped the med. Mm-hmm. And she's still, she's like, well, there was probably just a little bit of the medication left that kept them. I'm like, fuck you. Bullshit. God damn it. <laughs> kind of. And that's kind of where I was like, Bull- bullshit. Like that's crap. You told me. Crap. I couldn't get in to do my infusion because of COVID-19 and you're like, it's fine. It'll last mm-hmm. you a year. Well, then why am I taking it twice a year if it'll last me a year? A year. Yeah. Then why would I do that? So, and that's, and then she got real, and she did, she got really upset with me and I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I get it. And I'm, I was kind of hoping she would be like, you know what? Sure. Here's some places you can go try, yeah. but she just completely shut it down. And I was like, well, bet I'm going to go then. And, yep. and now I just researched my own stuff and about cognitiveness and, a lot yep. of it, and somebody had asked about inflammation. Inflammation is ninety eight percent of your diet. It's that huge. Is, your diet uh, is oh. is everything. If you've got problems with inflammation, and if you've got chronic illness of some sort, change your diet. Go look up things that diets that um that can contribute or that would benefit from the chronic disease that you have been diagnosed with. I still think I don't have MS. I have been diagnosed with MS. And so for multiple sclerosis, Mm -hmm. the keto is really the best way to go. The the caveman Mm -hmm. diet, lots of protein, very little carbs. I'm usually good at it. I suck at it. Like, just like you said, like, right. I'm I not as good as I'm supposed to be. Right. I'll, I'll reach a point where physically I'm like, all right, bitch, get your shit together. Yeah, we got to go. But I can feel it too. Like if I have too many carbies, yeah. I can feel it. If I have too many, you know, if I'm, if I haven't been meditating enough or I haven't been able to manage my stress or if I haven't been sleeping well enough, I can feel it. Like I can right. feel the things happen. Um, Carrie asks, is the Easy Act tea good for multiple medical uses or just cancer? I don't know how to answer that. Um... You'd have to Google is your friend and let's leave it at that again. Cause yeah, because I tr- yeah. And a lot of people, and I, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but when I speak on my health issues, I'm very much speaking from my personal experience. Same. All the things that are in it are good for you. Okay. Like that much I can say, if you research all this, there's only four there's and God forbid, I remember them, but they're, so you got to, this is, this is the kind of, you have to research the stuff yourself because everybody's do. body is different and everybody uh, treats their yes. body differently. 
That's something that I get frustrated. Everybody is different. And I, I, the biggest thing, the biggest thing I could ever leave anybody with is do your own research. There are Mm -hmm. so many things in life. We don't just take at face value. So why would we put our lives on the line at face value from somebody that just because they have a college degree that they got from a place that was funded by big pharma? Why would we do that? Right. You that can look is that up too, because that's fact. No, you're fine, Aud, and and nobody's. Yeah, I'm not being snarky with you at all, but I we hasn't. Here's oh, the thing: God. is we we have to be very careful because I could sit here and tell you, yeah, go keto, go low carb, you'll feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. I went keto. I go whenever I'm pretty strict with my diet and pretty strict with my my workout routines, pretty strict with at least staying active. Yeah. I feel fine. I feel uh-huh. better. When so I, much better. But you could be different, Audie. You're built different. Like you, you, for you, it could be refined sugar. Maybe that's what causes your inflammation. I'm, I'm all right with sugar occasionally. Like I can have. Well, we have to have some of it. We do. Yeah, but like the fruity. Like I can eat a candy bar and be fine. But if I were to sit down and eat like a sandwich on bread, a white bread specifically, for two. Like if I were to have it for lunch one day and lunch the next day. By the third day, I'm like, my joints are swollen. My face Mm -hmm. will be really swollen. I'll be really sore. My leg doesn't work right. For me, it's carbohydrates, the starchy carbohydrates. It's that I can't have a lot of them. And for, but like for you, it could be, it might be sugar that actually. Oh, it could be totally, absolutely. It could be be totally different. And Pam, you made a comment that I have. My favorite saying, (laughs) these get degrees too. That's right. COVID doctors, Dr. Fauci. Don't make any decision based off of fear. Pam, I have said that for years. And I remember on, on the book of the face, mm-hmm. I I used yeah. to make videos and do that kind of shit before I ever joined the TikTok world. And I was like, no matter what decision you make, if you make it based off of fear, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Meditate first and listen. You can't listen. You your intuition, can't. your intuition will tell you during meditation what you need. It doesn't make you, you a do. witch. It doesn't make you a witch because you believe in intuition. It doesn't make it like you're not going to hell just because like uh, you have to be open to accepting the fact that you can communicate directly with the big guns. That might hurt some people's feelings, but it is what it is. And not only that, like everybody, I had two women that I met in this process that had the same cancer that I did because there was like a small group that was like literally only 1100 women in the world mm-hmm. and two of them I really connected with because I had made a post on Facebook but that's anyways I got attacked mostly one of them literally beat the same cancer as me via pressure points mm-hmm. and meditation uh, this is no that's her story like literally pressure points mention i did it totally different there are multiple ways nope so. meditate and listen listen the elite God, big pharma they all know about intuition they absolutely. listen to theirs they're gonna tell you not to listen to yours because that's how we win but jan Bane and shannon we're a little over our hour I know. So I, shocking Peters, this was so good <laughs> I talk so so much. No, I love it. I love when this happens. Like I'm grateful to have a place to tell that story because I got, I've been shut down a lot over the years and I've never stopped trying to tell my story. No. And we're going to keep letting you tell your story as much and as often as you want to. We'll do a whole nother show on it. If you want to. You're welcome. We love your face. Shannon. I love your face. You guys in the comments. We love your faces. Thank you so much for being here. Today is. Love you, Saturday. So tomorrow it is. is Sunday. It Normally is. on Sundays, I am me. off. 
However, tomorrow <laughs> night is the monthly TikTok Trailer Park meeting, and we do have a very special surprise guest for the TikTok Trailer Park meeting uh, that is going to be with us tomorrow night, too. That is at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I will hope, I think we'll be home by then. I don't know if there, somebody's in here. I don't know who's in here. I think Somebody we're going to be knows. home by then. They're Maybe. gone now. So, well, they're where they left. But, so we'll be home. I'll be home by then. So, TikTok Trailer Park meeting. And then Monday night. Oh, so we missed Friday night with Jake. We moved him to Monday night because JJ had to go. Um, He was going to be in Chicago, so he couldn't do the show. So, Monday night will be with Jake. And that's it. That's all we got. Oh. You guys, we love your faces. Shannon, thanks again. You guys, thanks again. We love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi. And watch out for all the deer. Bye, guys. <laughs>